0: Okay, here's a funny, all-too-Californian fact about me. I love hot tubs. (laughs) Weird, I know. But I really don't want to go on a vacation where there isn't one. Soaking in a hot tub at night, underneath the stars, like, it just doesn't get much better than that. I realize how ridiculous that sounds. Those kinds of luxuries mean very little right now. I understand that. But I bring it up because I think, as we move into months, two and three of the lockdown, we all need to find ways to relax and to escape. And for some, a hot tub might just be the thing. And believe it or not, that's what today's episode is about, the hot tub business. Specifically, one hot tub purveyor in Southern California. Some folks call him the king. And for him, business right now? is booming. From Neon Hum Media, this is Telescope. I'm your host, Jonathan Hirsch. And Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, for the foreseeable future, we're going to bring you stories of people who are far away, up close, and how each of us are learning to live through this pandemic. Producer Natalie Wren has this story of how one man's hot water therapy business started to boom rather than bust during coronavirus. This is the story of the soft tub king of California.
1: Hi there. I'd like to introduce you to my new favorite thing about sheltering in place. Most people would call it a hot tub, but technically this is a soft tub and it has really changed my life. See, back in March, when the shelter-in-place orders were announced, my roommate and I had this great idea. If we're going to be stuck inside for, you know, we have no idea how long, and if we're not spending as much money on other things now anyway, why not make our lives a little comfier at home with a hot tub? So we did. Now, we figured not a lot of people would be making unnecessary purchases like this one right now. But then my roommate called American Soft Tub Co. Man,
2: we're busy. And like yourself, everybody's got the same idea. So we are selling the tons of soft tubs. Uh, the one that you uh, sent, the little 140 in the graphite color, uh, it is sold. It's gone.
1: Soft tubs, it turned out, were actually selling like hotcakes. And so I was like, that is fascinating. I have got to talk to this guy.
2: My name is Todd Thornberry, and I'm the owner of American Soft Tub Company here in Southern California.
1: And so uh, tell me, where are you sitting right now?
2: I'm at my desk in my office at my cute little... uh, showroom up in La Crescenta, California.
1: Okay, so this is Todd. You can kind of picture him. Mid-50s, thick head of silver hair, neatly combed, and this man.
2: You didn't buy your soft tub through my showroom, but uh, had you come into my showroom, you would have seen this really cute little patio. Consummate salesman. And then you step off the patio and there are three different vignettes. Uh, in the back, where we've got uh, soft tubs set up,
1: and he is so nice, warm. He got out of his truck, mask on, mind you, and began unloading our bubbly ticket to paradise. You could almost smell the fresh air and chlorine of our sweet quarantine nights. We could not wait to jump in. Still, I found myself fascinated by Todd. Why was Hot Tub Guy, of all guys, the one doing this well right now? He is a pioneer of the lockdown gold rush. Hot tubs flying out the door. And I quickly learned Todd was not just selling soft tubs. He was selling a legacy. How'd you get into the tub business?
2: Uh, My father invented the soft tub.
1: What? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me?
2: He's a brilliant
1: guy. Oh, my God. That's right. Todd is not just the owner of American Soft Hub Co. with a lovely little showroom to sell them to clients in La Crescenta, California. Todd was Soft Hub royalty. His father invented the dang thing. What, so what does that mean? How did that happen?
2: <laughs> well.
1: Okay, but before we get any further into Todd's story, we got to get one simple thing out of the way. What even is a Soft Hub? <laughs>
2: A soft tub is is a radical departure from a conventional hot tub in that it's got jets and lights and seats and all of that like a conventional hot tub does, but it's made out of a foam structure with a pool liner material on the inside.
1: Yep, a soft tub at its core is made of foam. Ergo?
2: Being that it's made out of foam instead of wood and acrylic, it's much lighter. Uh, A typical hot tub weighs five to six hundred pounds empty, while a soft tub empty, like the one that you bought, weighs 45 pounds before you add water to it.
1: That's it. 45 pounds, which means...
2: It's truly portable. I mean, one person, as you know, delivers and installs this hot tub all by themselves.
1: It's true. He is not lying. I saw it all go down.
2: So you'll grab that. Yep. I'll take this Great. and let's go going. down to where it's going. I just kind of. Do you need uh, anything else
1: or that's it? No. That's it. 20 minutes later, the thing was up and bubbling.
2: Well, look, let's go ahead and plug this in. Cool. do keep our fingers crossed.
1: It's the big moment.
2: Fingers crossed.
1: Holy shit!
2: There it was.
1: Sounded like a hot tub.
2: It sure did. It sure did.
1: So, you know, very happy customer. This is amazing. You like I love it. Good. <laughs> okay, so you get the basic idea. A soft tub is a hot tub, except it's light and portable, easy to install, minimum fuss. I asked him how the soft tub came to be, and he told me that it started in part because of a man named Ronald Reagan. You see, Todd's dad, Tom Thornberry, was an inventor.
2: My father was a brilliant, brilliant person. He really was.
1: He went to MIT, got a degree in mechanical engineering, and then he partnered with another brilliant inventor named John Popovich. Together, Tom and John came up with a unique solar panel. Throughout the mid and late 70s, people ate it up.
2: But then, as we know,
1: here's where that Californian president comes in.
2: Reagan took office in 81 and nixed all the funding for alternative energy because uh, he was an oil man, if you will. And so that whole industry dried up overnight.
1: So Todd's brilliant father and his brilliant business partner needed to do what they did best, come up with a new idea. And that's when John Popovich remembered a sublime experience he once had in Japan.
2: He did spend some time in Japan uh, in the early 70s, and that's when he was introduced to Japanese soaking tubs.
1: So John Popovich has a good enough time in those soaking tubs that he's like, more people need to have this experience. And that's when he came back to Todd's father and told him, I think I've got something.
2: He knew. That it was the answer to a portion of the hot tub market, to the person who doesn't need all those fancy bells and whistles on, like a conventional hot tub has.
1: Todd's dad was into it. And that's when
2: um, they did the soft tub together.
1: Todd remembers seeing the first drawing of the very first soft tub model in progress.
2: I was a senior in college here in Southern California. And uh, I was working on uh, my uh, final paper. And I was at the dining room table. My father was sitting with me. Um, He was working on something on a yellow legal pad. And uh, he was designing the first soft tub portable spa.
1: But here's the funniest part of all. John Popovich clearly saw the benefits of a steamy soak. But Todd's father...
2: Well, uh, it's funny. the The inventor of the soft tub is not a big, huge fan of hot water therapy.
1: I mean, it does not get much better than that. But even though he didn't love sitting in tubs, he knew John was onto something, and he had a message for Todd.
2: And then my father said, "Look, this thing is taking off. You got to get on board with me." And so, uh, in 1989, I. Uh, went to work for my father's fledgling company, Soft Tub Incorporated.
1: And before long, business was humming. To start, Todd estimates that they were making about 15 soft tubs a month. But by the time Todd left corporate to open his own distributorship seven years later.
2: We were doing 1,000 tubs a month.
1: The good times, they were a roll-in.
2: God, it was a fun job, Natalie. Um, You know, I met with people who really dug the product and and we were a young company and, you know, we weren't set in our ways. So, gosh, anything went right that was legal and ethical. And uh, we just sold tons and tons of tubs and had a good time doing
1: it. Todd's enthusiasm paid off.
2: We've got dealers in Germany, Switzerland, Russia.
1: Yes, that little soft tub in no time had 250 distributors around the whole dang globe. Clearly, something about this little tub appealed to something that a lot of people wanted. So the mid-aughts roll around and business is really good. But then two crises hit Todd's life. First, his wife got cancer. And the second...
2: Well, <laughs> here, here's the, uh, the unfortunate unfortunate irony is this. My wife passed away in 2008. And if you'll remember, that's when the whole Wall Street thing melted. And so, you know, we were going into this downturn in the economy that we hadn't seen in this nation since the Depression of the 30s.
1: Todd thought his high flying soft softhead days were probably behind him.
2: Natalie, it was the hardest time in my life personally and and certainly in my business as well.
1: When Laura succumbed to cancer, Todd had to manage mourning his wife, learning how to be a single parent, and figuring out how to keep his business alive.
2: I had three kids, you know, looking at me like, where do we go from here, Dad? And uh, that's when they became integral parts of my business. Uh, My youngest was 12. My middle child, Madison, who now works for me as my general manager, she was 17. And my son was 19 when my wife passed. And uh, they all jumped in.
1: Still, Todd didn't exactly have faith that a luxury product would appeal to many people during a financial crisis. But gifted salesman he is. He realized he just needed to do a little repositioning. Which in a way is sort of what we're all going through right now a little repositioning. And so the soft tub isn't a luxury. It's an intangible, Todd realized. It gives you the ability to feel good. And especially right now, me and my roommate are not the only ones who could use a little pick-me-up. In March, when the coronavirus was moving through our towns and cities, Todd and his family thought they were at a crossroads.
2: We just didn't know what was going to happen, right? We had no idea what the future was going to hold.
1: His middle child, Madison, was Todd's general manager. Her boyfriend, Chuck, worked for the company full-time, too. Todd's youngest daughter, Morgan, worked part-time for some extra cash. Add Todd and...
2: We're talking four people all in the same family who rely on the income from this business. And so... Similar to 2008, I thought, oh, my God, you know, the phone could very well stop ringing.
1: Which, of course, is a very reasonable takeaway. The only thing is, he was wrong.
2: The phone started ringing off the hook. It was incredible. People were saying, if we're going to be stuck in here, we're going to enjoy ourselves.
1: So to recap, a global pandemic hits, the nation's economy is worse than it has been in all of our lifetimes, and Todd Thornberry cannot stop selling soft tubs. Once on the phone, he told me, we have literally sold more tubs in the last six weeks than we have in the last six months. Todd's recent success got me thinking, how does an empty vessel for hot water made out of foam that you sit in make your life that much better. Make a lot of people's lives that much better. And my best guess is because, in a way, it takes you someplace. We don't have so many comforts that we used to, like friends, regular exercise, happy hours that are not on Zoom, for the emotional release that we used to have and took for granted. The places and the people that used to help us feel some version of centered, whole or happy, they are not available to us. And you need what they offer in another way when you don't have them. You need an escape in your mind. I never saw it coming, but a soft tub is that escape hatch. I get inside that baby and bam, the day washes away. I'm not in a pandemic. I'm in the moment. Because despite the fact that I have really not gone anywhere, with all that heat, those jets forcing me out of my own little head, my mind is free. I am back to myself, pre-pandemic. Which brings me back to Todd and his story. You see, even before coronavirus hit, Todd knew he wasn't just selling soft tubs. He realized he had something else on his hands, a connector, a relationship builder, but he wasn't the first one to realize it. The first one to tell him this was a customer. She looked at Todd and said,
2: That soft has saved our marriage. And she said, imagine, Todd, I'm sitting there with my husband, with no kids, no phones, no internet, no TV, it's just the two of us. It forces us to talk about the day. It forces us to, you know, talk about our dreams and plans. And she said we would be divorced. If we hadn't got a soft tub and had this intimate time every day. And I mean those are powerful words.
1: One of Todd's salesman friends put it another way.
2: He said, Todd, you you sell the sizzle, not the steak.
1: What does that mean? Well, Todd told me the soft tub is the steak. But what you're really selling is the sizzle that comes with it, intimacy. And luckily for Todd, he has lived by those words. He got his own happy ending.
2: I did win the lottery twice, as far as relationships go. My first, uh, my first relationship with Laura, 27 beautiful years, and then uh, five years after Laura's death, uh, I met Stephanie.
1: And I bet you can guess what he used to win Stephanie over. Yep, he used the
2: sizzle. In the beginning of dating, I kept saying, would you like to come back and sit in my soft tub? And she's like, you're 50 years old. You don't have a better pickup line than that? And I like to tell people that it took me a month to get her to, you know, come sit in my soft tub. And now I can't get her out of my soft tub.
1: Todd and Stephanie are about to celebrate their fifth wedding anniversary. And as Todd looks ahead, he plans to use this bizarre streak of good luck during this strange time to apply what it's taught him about his own business and run with it.
2: And this whole thing during the coronavirus and what I shared with you earlier about the intimacy, that's how I want to start marketing this product. I want to sell that intimacy. I want to sell that That escape, you know, into your own little part of the world and shut the world out for 20 minutes a day.
1: As for me, I guess what I've learned from Todd is that I, too, am one of his pretty happy customers.
0: A big thank you to Todd for sharing his story. Every week we hear dozens of stories about people who are moving through this crisis in different ways. You guys have reached out to us to record voice memos of your life in isolation. And at the end of every episode, we wanna share them with you. Vivian lives in Los Angeles and has always wanted to play the piano. When lockdown started, she bought a keyboard and started taking lessons from her sister remotely.
1: So this is me. Playing a very easy, simple rendition of Jingle Bells. Still need a metronome to help me out. It's exciting and fun to learn something new. (laughs) I really have to remember that I need to be patient. But it's been fun, and um, I'm excited for not only the journey, because that is important, but I'm excited for when I can actually play stuff, just sit down and sort of start messing around.
0: Thanks to Vivian for sharing your story. You can share your story, too, by sending us a voice memo at pitches at neonhum.com. Telescope is made possible by the world-class team of producers, editors, and engineers that make up Neon Hum Media. John Asante is the managing producer of Telescope. Today's episode was reported and produced by Natalie Rim. It was edited by Vikram Patel and me. Our engineer is Scott Somerville. Thanks to Matt McGinley for our theme music and to Blue Dot Sessions for additional tracks you hear on this episode. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Neon Hum Media. We have a Facebook group. You can join us by searching for Telescope. And if you like the show, please remember, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It does help people find out about us. Most importantly, we want to stay connected with you during this unprecedented time in our history. So don't be shy. Share your stories with us. Our DMs are always open. If you have a story of life in isolation because of the coronavirus that you want to share with us, email us at pitches at neonhum.com. I'm Jonathan Hirsch. Happy Memorial Day. I hope you're enjoying it with the people that you love we'll see you on Wednesday. Okay, let's do some pickups. Got to go do some pickups. Wanna go do some pickups.